Well, I'd like to talk to you about my shirt. I know that's an insult to you straight away because my fashionista family know that I have a really subtle taste. <laughs> and just briefly, dare you put spots with stripes. However, I want this shirt to remind you of how to respond to this service content. I rashly counted 16 shirts in my wardrobe, which left me with this awful decision, which one shall I wear? Because there are striped ones, pattern ones, silk ones, cotton ones, poly cotton ones, woolen ones, thick ones, thin ones. <sighs> At the end of the service, I hope you will only pick one shirt. Because if I'd come down today with 16 in my arms, you think that's balmy. Can't deal with all those. So there's lots of bits of information going to float around this morning. Don't try and take them all. Take the ones that are important for you. Just listen out for them. We had a brief think a while ago about the change that this great commandment made to the way the people of Israel were to behave because it goes on and in verse 30 says everything in the law and the prophets hangs on these two commandments the other being love your neighbor as yourself so interestingly here we have Jesus answering a question love the Lord your God with all your heart you might think well, we're starting with love but we're not that's not where it starts it starts love the Lord your God which was emphasized in Deuteronomy their focus had to be specifically on the one true God of the Jewish nation and for them it had to be a specific starting point an initial personal commitment to God because this is not just love the Lord God but love the Lord your God it's been made personal a specific there were plenty of alternative gods around they could have chosen many from neighboring nations but they were not to do so but they were to love the Lord their God unfortunately our use of the word love is so casual and so broad and even debased with so many shades of meaning. On Bargain Hunt, you can see where I waste my lunch times, almost any object can be loved by contestants. Teddy bears, glassware, jewellery, pictures. One can love chocolate, or houses, or classic cars, or period drama. Or classical music but none of this defines the way we should love God the Eskimo apparently have at least 50 if not a hundred words for describing snow <clears throat> we're a bit deprived because I've only been able to come up with four possible words to describe various aspects of love derived from the Greek 
There's Eros with his little bow and arrow, which is sensual and sexual, and with the drive to procreate, without which we're not here. And then Chris will tell me how you should pronounce filio later, but this is liking the same things, liking the same music, liking the same poetry, liking the same ideas. And this one is more difficult, storge, which is familial love and affection, which comes naturally out of the closeness of those relationships. And there's our famous agape, with the selfless seeking of others' well-being. We need to note that as all these four, in all their expressions, are part of us, then we're God's creation, and he put them there for us, and so he must know all about them. Equally interesting is that they all need community in which to be expressed. They can be expressed through couples, or family, or congregation, or interest groups, but they need some community to be expressed. And in many ways, all this has got to reflect God's love for us. God's love is shown in God's provision of a rescue package for us, <coughs> his wayward creation, in the person of Jesus. It is a one-sided giving of a way of restoring the total well-being of God's created people. <coughs> this is evidence of the way in which God expresses love. And it's a love that's been given freely. Nobody bargained for it. It can't be deserved. It can't be bought or even earned by good works even. But it is restorative and puts things right. We might have some difficulty in replicating God's love because we're not God and we're not perfect. But we can still give our love freely we can still give it not trying to manipulate God into doing what we want. As I said, not trying to earn our way into his good books, nor being deserving by our good works. So we turn to Jesus' life for some clues about loving. Very briefly, you'll have to look them all up for yourself later. But forgiving... Father, forgive them, they do not know what they do. And the prodigal son, patient. Jesus had to ask of the disciples how long he had to be there teaching them. It's not condemnatory. Remember the adulterous woman who was not stoned. And he's ready to heal. That's put things right. The hemorrhaging woman is a good example of putting things right. He's not a stickler for rules. I keep going back to the Sabbath observance where the disciples harvested corn by taking a few ears and rubbing them and got into trouble for working. Jesus was at ease with outsiders. 
tax collectors and publicans, e.g. Zacchaeus. He was critical of the misuse of position and power. If you remember the cleansing of the temple demonstrated that. So there's lots of clues there. Depends which shirt you manage to take on board. And then in Corinthians chapter 13, Paul explores love and he interprets it in this way. He says, love is patient, kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And these expressions of love are always active. It's a matter of what we do, how we behave, and how we live. A lot of detail. Remember to pick the one that you find is needy for you. Just one shirt for today. And the kind of extension of how this should be going on when you're loving your Lord, because it's to be with all of heart and mind and soul. And as there are two renderings of this, we can add strength to it as well. That's a challenging word, all. All of heart, all of mind, all of soul, all of strength, all, not holding anything back, giving one's all. Heart here has very much the meaning of a feeling part of us. So it's appropriate to speak of being heartfelt or having heartache, or something being heartwarming, heartbroken, even wholehearted. So in this loving, we're dealing with something that's deep-seated. It's not anything superficial or frivolous. It's not swooning at a pop concert. Perhaps it is rather when we identify with someone's deep loss, when it's heartfelt. Loss of a friendship, and people move away and part and forget each other. Loss of a family member that's been part of uh, your family for 70 years. Or a disappointment at something not obtained or achieved, and a promotion missed, or an exam not quite the standard that you were hoping for. So all of one's heart is deep-seated. And then soul. This is probably our being beyond the physical body. And so it's worth remembering that this love does not depend on our physicality. <coughs> it's independent even of our health. It's independent of our finances. It's independent of our relationships. Because it's this being. All those things are not without effect. <coughs> but they don't define 
the person that we are. The Greek use of soul in the New Testament, I understand, is very much of what we might call psyche. It's life, self, a person, vital breath, God-breathed personality. It's something that we do understand because it's commonly said that, for example, the soul leaves the body at the time of death. We may have soulmates with whom we agree on the deepest principles of living and can share this at a deep level of intimacy. This may be, as I said, we needed community to express this love in all those circumstances. And a Christian community is an ideal vehicle for expressing this. Mind must be something that about what goes on in our head. <clears throat> and it's got to include our intellect, our brains, and our thinking. Importantly, it must be also what you allow into your head. It has been said that our brains are like supercomputers. Unfortunately, as it's been said, like a computer, if you put rubbish in, you get rubbish out. And this applies to minds and brains. It has been suggested, for example, that our minds and brains can dismiss unpleasantnesses easily and not let them influence us at all. Some have suggested, for example, that watching violent film does not or did not lead to violent behaviour. There is evidence that watching on-screen violence causes an increase in aggressive behaviour. And I have the reference. We should be careful of what we feed our minds. It's about, about, about what we choose to read, what films to watch. It's about how we decide to distribute our money and tithing. It's a choice of how we distribute our time. These are all things that our mind controls. There are others which you can choose that are also a matter of will through the mind. Paul sums it up in Philippians. Finally, brethren, <clears throat> whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So this additional one of the strength, which comes from Deuteronomy 6.5, to love with all heart, soul, and strength. <clears throat> We've already mentioned that there shouldn't be any hesitancy. There's an all in this. shouldn't be any reserve or holding anything back of yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
<clears throat> Let's not be like St. Augustine who said, Lord, help me to be pure, but not yet. However, we all have strengths which we can employ in our loving of God. Some will have strengths in speaking, listening, cooking, cleaning, preaching, teaching, and so on. Strengths. Different people with different talents and abilities. Perhaps we better leave loving our neighbour to another time. And perhaps at this point there's been so much detail that you're having difficulty in choosing one shirt. You can't take it all home with you. Some of it will pop out when it's needed. A near relative of mine was fearful of getting in a boat on the water and prayerfully delivered this fear. However, looking at boats in the water still produced a fear. But when she actually eventually got in a boat, it was fine. So don't go looking at boats wondering if it'll be all right. Just take the one shirt, the one thing that you need, on the one occasion that it pops up for you to deal with. You don't need a qualification in theology to go back to our original point, which is to love the Lord your God. You don't have to know all about yourself to know what you're opting into. It's sufficient to say that you are willing to commit all you know of yourself to all you know of God now. There's plenty of time to find out more, but that little bit will do now. Committing all you know of yourself to all you know of God now. The decision to commit to Jesus for this gives the ability to love God with all of heart, mind, soul and strength. Amen.